Welcome to Unlocking the Fitness Industry. I am your host, Jake Abel. I'm a two-time natural pro, a cellular athlete, and we're going to find the best way to get fit, to enter your competitions, and to look your best. So, here we go. Let's get into the episode. And welcome back, guys. We are back again. Another podcast. I seem to always say this with like all of my intros, but it's like, I'm super excited for this guest because I just keep getting better and better and better guests the whole way through. Um, someone I've got today has been huge inspiration for me growing up through my fitness industry. It's always been someone that I could reach out to and always gave me kind of like focus in the industry when there's so much going on. Um, and she's definitely done it all. And I thought I grew up in the industry. She definitely grew up in the industry even longer than me. So I'm going to introduce guys to Kath B. So Kath, do you like Kath or Kath? Because in, in Australia, it's Kath, but mm. in French, it's Kath, I think. Yeah, Kath. It, Kath. it works. It I, works. I, as you wish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'll introduce guys to Kath all the way from Quebec, Canada. Um, so what I'll get you to do, Kath, is give a little bit of an uh, introduction for the people who don't know you. Um, and kind of where, like, what's brought you to where you are today? Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for hosting me first. Thank you. I'm super uh, happy to be here today and also talk to people uh, in Australia, but also probably people in the U.S. as well. I want to start off by saying I'm a French Canadian, so please bear with me. I'm currently 26 years old, and I've been... Um, in the all fitness game since I'm 17. And um, back in the days when I was a teen, I was very athletic. I was doing every sport on the planet, like basketball, football, soccer, dance, cheerleading, name it, I did it. And I really enjoyed it. And when I got into college, it was maybe a bit tougher for my schedule to fit all those team sports with a tight schedule. So I decided to just sign up to the gym. And the rest is history. Um, I met my boyfriend, Mark Fit, which you may know. Uh, Back in the days, I started weightlifting. Uh, six months later, I did my first uh, fitness comp, like regional. I was 17 at the time. And I think I had my parents sign because I was too young to compete. Mm-hmm. And I won my first show and just got very excited about this whole fitness journey thing. Um, later on, I was still in college to become a police officer and this whole social media thing blew up for me because I was very consistent, but just very also authentic to who I was. It was making people laugh and people were just enjoying the little girl from Quebec, Canada, showing her lifestyle and her fitness journey. And I was able to build a nice audience. So I started traveling the world, fitness expos in Australia, where I met Jack back in the days, also Germany, um, in Cologne, and uh, the Body Power in the UK, and so many other expos. And it was just such a beautiful journey. And as a bikini competitor, 
I uh, got to the national stage and was loving it. But at some point in my life, I was just getting a bit tired after years and years of competing. And also the fact that I was always very athletic as a kid, but I felt like I was not being as athletic. I was just working on my physique. And sometimes I was told by my coach, you cannot run, you need to prevent that and that. And I was like, oh, I want to move and just be athletic. So my fitness journey switched and I also discovered yoga a few years ago. So I became a yoga teacher. I don't do things. Uh, I go all in and I became a yoga teacher, still very passionate about fitness. I do. I still train and I'm very consistent. I have a super healthy lifestyle, but I'm not a bikini competitor anymore and now my life journey is just sharing my passion on social media and thanks to amazing sponsorship but also because I'm a fitness coach online it allows me to have this beautiful life and it's awesome yeah that's awesome I think like for you what interests me the most is like you going and competing from the age of like 16 17 going up slowly like with only like for you to only be 26 and already have had like this crazy as fitness career that it's just like you've gone through the back ends where like some people are even in the 28, 29, 30s and they're just starting to try and get up. For the people that weren't kind of back then in the early days that like I guess now bikini competitive, everyone knows someone that's done a bikini competitive and it's kind of like a social norm now that it's just like we used to get the weirdest questions like even earlier being like why do you wear tan, why is this? Um, what was the competing like back then? So it wasn't as like crazy as it is now, like more on also to like to refine it a bit is like, how did other people kind of think of a 17 year old that's competing? That's like going down the like dieting and doing all those type of things at such a young age. Mm -hmm. Of course, it was very strange for my family members, but also my friends who were going out at the time. And because their legal age is 18 in Canada, I don't know about yeah, you guys it. in Australia, but like going out, uh, drinks and everything. And I would go out with them, couldn't drink alcohol. I was getting like so shredded and lean and my body was just so different than any girl my age just been drinking and but yeah. I'm really glad because it taught me so much about health and fitness but for sure it was strange and also like being very young on stage when they announced my name on the and my name and my age on the stage back in the days people were like what the hell mm. why is why is there a, a kid on stage but I guess also winning did spark my passion that day because it felt like I was really good at something and was super empowering for me back in the days, you know, in your teenage, late teenage cheer, you're just, I was just looking for a purpose and competing gave me such a strong purpose, kept me in the right tracks when so many things happened in my life, personally, like things that are not super cool, like, uh, my grandpa, my dad passing away, it kept me so strong in a way and focused because I had the gym. So right yeah. now with everything closed since, since March, I'm just like, uh. but <laughs> so yeah, yeah, fitness competing was 
much different. Also back then, social media wasn't really a thing, if I can say so. Uh, I had my first sponsorship from a friend who had a supplement store and you would give me like BCAs and it was not very like it is right now. Some people just get into the business and work their way up, get huge sponsorship. Now you can get paid actually when you have influence and not when, but you get it. When you have a bigger audience, you obviously influence others. So it can now become kind of a job, which is crazy because back then my parents were like, nope, this is not going to happen. And now I just live from, yes, social media and other um, income, but still. Yeah. And it's still like even, I don't know if your parents are the same, but my parents are just still like and they're in the fitness industry and been doing like PTs and all of that for years. And they're like, wait, what do you do? What do you mean you work online and do all this kind of stuff? And it's just this whole new generation, I guess, of what the industry has become. Um, and yeah, it's just even explaining it to like, and then you get trying to explain it to grandparents and they're like, mind blown um, <laughs> of how everything goes. So turning away, so going, doing your competing run was kind of at the same time that you, as you were doing the like social media expos, brand um, things. What kind of like, what I would say for you and like definitely you and Mark, your boy, boyfriend is like, you've kept very level-headed throughout all of this type of thing. Like everything, as everything starts running and your Instagram starts exploding, you're being sent across the world through all of this type of thing. Where does it get to the point where it's like, okay, you've kept your ego in check. It's not like, and like we've both seen a lot of people in this industry go the other way. Um, <laughs> But what's kind of grounded you the most through like blowing up? Hmm. I would say just Mark and I's values were both super humble. And also in the culture we have here in Canada, Quebec, it's not as the American culture. I feel hmm. like it's not as cool to kind of brag about things you own or the lifestyle you live. But also, even if we add all of those material things, both of us kind of focus on what's really important. Our family, uh, Mark and I both have our friends from high school still. Like, hmm. we're just, I just think both of us have really good values at yeah. the core of who we are. And of course, when you meet people in Expos, it gets real that people are if I can say so, fan of you. But a number on social media, a number of likes, it's just not really real. And personally, it doesn't define me because as I changed through the years, also like less fitness and my audience was all about fitness. And then I was sharing yoga stuff. Most people mm. were like, what the hell is that? Some didn't like follow through and it's all right. Like, you like the content that you're just I don't know that you have a vibe when you're yeah, on yeah, social media. yeah like I'm not gonna follow someone who doesn't reflect my values or things I want in my life for example mm. but um I wanted to say that in the same way like I'm always true to who I am and to what I want and it doesn't really matter. Like I'm not as hardcore into fitness anymore, but it's all right. I will still share my 
my voice and because I know my message is as strong now that it was back then mm-hmm. because back then even I was more self-centered because I was fitness competing I was focusing on myself and now I'm more towards helping others yeah so there was a big switch even though I wasn't I didn't have a big ego I didn't really think I was that cool at expos and I don't know it's just (laughs) such a vibe because at the end of the night you're still like alone in your bedroom with the person I don't know with my boyfriend my dog (laughs) it's like at the end of the day what really matters is who you are not really what other think about you yeah even if it's positive or negative like yeah and that's something I think super important like I guess there's a lot of people that will get like 5,000 followers or something like that and start to grow. And then you, you watch them slowly change of when they start getting noticed and things like that. And I think that's something like a huge thing to you and Mark have both kept your, your heads in check, mm-hmm. check in that way. And um, something I think is also huge is like coming even from where I like first met you guys for the first time. Um, obviously following you for ages and then it's just like you never know what to expect and I think this is a huge thing of like when you meet people that you like I only had like three people that it was like for me that was like top of the top and when I did meet them it's like well those expectations that they are such cool people that they are who they are mm-hmm. online uh, it's just like massive and it's just like and then it's and then the, for me the weirdest thing is then um, I guess growing my social brand from that and for like following along especially you guys is then I kind of hold true to those exact same values that like someone will come, like I'll do a fitness expo in like Sydney or I went over to America and things like that. And then you're like getting people come up to you and you're like, I'm thinking exactly the same feeling as it's like, well, you don't want this person, like this person to be like, Oh, well, I've really liked him, but he was an asshole in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, think, think that's something that's just like completely blown up and shown your brand so strong that it's like, what you see is what you get the whole way through. Um, your whole 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 fitness industry and I guess it's just that authenticity authenticity um coming through that 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 type of thing how do you feel when you meet people in expos like I don't feel like a superstar when I meet people I know I'm a regular person meeting another person and we just also in the fitness industry like everyone wants to be the best version of themselves so Mm. it's very empowering and also sometimes I learn from like most times I learn because it's a conversation when you meet people at expos and it's just great mm. connection like I'm really glad we met and I didn't feel like I I never feel like a superhero when there's yeah. a queue there I feel bad actually that people have to wait to meet other people or get a signature or something I'm like we're not movie stars we're yeah. just regular people training in our but it takes some time to, to get used to that. So, like, even for me, it took, like, the first couple of expos that it was just like, this is a bit weird. Like, because, like, for the weirdest thing for me is someone, like, I'll walk through an expo or something and someone's like, hey, man, can I grab a photo? And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Get a photo. And then they just walk off. You're like, that was Ooh. weird. Like, I feel really weird that it's just like, oh, I want to know about you. I want to, like, like mm-hmm. what's going on? What are you up to? Like, where did you come from? And it's just, like, this weird thing that, like, did that take a little bit for you to warm up to? Yeah. And something strange in regards to that, it's I started a French page because my first language is French. 
and I'm very like I'm even more authentic because it's my main language I mm. show like snippets of my regular life and then people like in the area they kind of it's because I go to the grocery and they talk to me like they know me and what yeah. is happening and, I, and sometimes my mom she's next to me and she's like that's very weird I'm like it's, <laughs> it's all right I think most people have super good intentions and they're like oh how's Rocco I saw he was at the vet my dog I'm like oh he's good and people are like involved into your own personal life and it's also about like our social media you want to be authentic so you want to show like the good and the bad but sometimes the people stick to the bad so it's always a battle in like how much do you want to show in your personal life because of course like Mark and I argue like most couples do it's like hmm do we share those things or do we keep things mm. private it's it's juggling all of that it's very interesting and it's fun because I grew up with no social media I don't know if you you're yeah. a bit younger than me so you did nah, have same. Oh, yeah no awesome. so I, I'm, I'm 28 so I, oh, um, I thought you yeah, were younger. Very oh. youthful face. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, like, even when I first started Instagram, it was like Instagram was just coming on. Like, it was mostly, like, just skating. Um, and then from there, kind of converted it over to fitness, like, pretty same as, like, it was just YouTube, really, back in the day. But this is something that, like, I say so often, it like, and I don't know if you feel the same, that it's so lucky that it was so early because it was so easy to find information because i'll just be like cool follow these type of people um and now i've got all this training where if i was coming into today it's like you don't know who to look at there's so much information everywhere people are talking about paleo vegan um all of this type of stuff that it's just overload i think that everyone's talking and i think that's mm -hmm. where like it, the influencer side has so much i guess like authority or so much um they have to almost be checked because it isn't checked by people you can go and talk about whatever you want go and do an 800 calorie diet per day and people are going to come and buy it um mm -hmm. i think the since money has entered the fitness industry along with like the narcissistic it's kind of changed from i think back back when uh like we first started mm -hmm. like i think you were a personal trainer in a gym as well yeah yeah, me too. So we had to get like our, our really regular classes and nutrition classes personally. Mm. So sometimes I was seeing things online and oh my God, but also some things of the past I was sharing and I'm looking back and I'm, yeah. I'm like, oh, cringe, but I'm five foot tall. So obviously at the end of my preps, my like I was showing my food and right now I look and it's like, oh my God, I wasn't eating that much and I had no choice because I needed to get so shredded. But yeah. right now when I run and I'm super active and I probably eat more than Mark right now, which is yeah. <laughs> intense, but I can get kind of lean, like decent lean in the sense, not going to step on stage, but very healthy and looking good I can say so so it's yeah. fun to also know I can get those results without dieting which at the time I thought if I wasn't eating a dry chicken and broccolis I would get fat which isn't the case yeah what was your influence so going down into the so you did a lot of the fitness and 
or like more of the sports side of thing, but what was the influence? Like you obviously got a coach for your first comp. Where was the point that it's just like, okay, this is where I want to go into like the getting full, full shredded bikini Mm. side of things. Like what was that first spark? It was very strange for me because I was 16 at the gym and a coach saw me and told me, yeah, okay. oh, you, you have potential. And I got under the wing of a coach right now at 16 and already on a diet. And of course, I wasn't very muscular on my first comp. They just took my skinny fat body back then and <laughs> I lost like fat so I looked a bit shredded but then uh through the years as a natural athlete it was very intense like cardio two times a day my workout plus not eating a lot which was a lot of effort to look super shredded which even now I look at my pictures but stage pictures don't really show sometimes but Mm. I was maybe nine percent body fat which for a girl is kind of low but um especially at that age (laughs) yeah of course I don't think it was that good for my hormones and and stuff but also the the way I was seeing myself which was a bit distorted because I was always being told by judges uh, you need more muscle mass and on your shoulders blah 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 so you never see yourself lean or muscular Mm. enough uh, off season, I was like kind of lucky that I never got a big rebound, but you still don't enjoy your body because you're like, oh, I don't have a yeah. eight pack anymore. <laughs> so it's very annoying. And it took a few years to kind of detach myself from that mentality and everything that in the fitness industry was like, I don't want to say wrong because it taught me so much and it was great, but so many principles, which makes no sense right now, just like to eat green veggies instead of colorful veggies yeah, uh, to get more shredded or uh, cutting down carbs and just protein shake. At some point I couldn't even drink a protein shake anymore because I was just disgusted by, by them because mm. they were forced on me to gain yeah. muscle mass and so it's it was an old journey and I don't regret anything but of course if people are listening to this don't just go blindly into competing um, it's beautiful it's amazing but maybe for years as I did mm-hmm. and also from 16 to 20 something maybe that's a bit too much in my opinion yeah yeah so you kind of just mentioned that you kind of had to detach, detach from that like body dysmorphia type of thing. Like, and it, I, I think for girls more than guys, it's so much harder because like back then, like the whole idea was like get skinny and brick, get the box gap um, and all of that type of stuff. Now it's like get thick and get like curvaceous and it's like completely done a backflip. So like what would tips be from like, how did you detach yourself from wanting to be like, exactly to like you had your own like issues with like looking at you you're never skinny enough what were kind of like tips if girls are in a similar position that they're like well look I'm never gonna have the legs and muscle mass to get like that curvaceous look like it's almost trying to force your body into different positions Mm -hmm. I would say um a, a very easy tip 
I would always like every morning look at myself in the mirror and kind of judge and also weigh myself and also go mm. see my coach who would test my body fat. And it was like a very regular thing in my life and to keep in check and adjust things in my life. And I just stopped kind of looking at myself in the mirror or just like looking at myself and looking at flaws. I was looking more of the overall shape. And yeah. also when I started uh, yoga, it was all about feeling yeah, okay. and yeah. And the good yoga studio, if I can say so, they don't have mirrors. So you just close your eyes, you feel the postures and it doesn't really matter if you're uh, like 2% body fat higher, it won't show when you do yoga, you just feel good. And then I also focused on how I perform and that's what I've been into in the last two years. I'm going to do a triathlon in June. So it's all about just pushing my limits as an athlete. And mm. some people in my triathlon club, they don't look like top athletes, but they're just much faster, much stronger, more endurance than me. So it's all about also when you're in the mood and the spirit, you spend time with people who all they care about is their the food the way they look and uh things like that but when you get around i don't know regular people who are just yeah, focused yeah, yeah, about yeah. health you realize it's not a thing and even when i was in mexico um a few months ago my friends were like you're so fit and i'm like well i don't have any more muscle like i was just like yeah complaining and they were like no you're super fit and we just got to stop analyzing what's wrong and focus on the good things about us and what we can improve. That's amazing. But at the end of the day, when you die, people will not write that person stayed 10% <laughs> body fat that entire life. <laughs> like if we, if we think about, sorry, that was my dog, but uh, if we think okay. about it that way, of course, health is important and I'm always going to try to keep a healthy weight and a healthy body fat because that's how I know I perform my best and my hormones and everything's in check. But at some point, if you want to eat a brownie, eat a brownie. Yeah, legit, you got to live. And yeah. I think that's something like even I try and push through to like a lot of the girls that I coach and things like that, that it's like they're so like caught up on like wanting to look like this, look like that, that they actually forget. And you're, you're perfectly right about the people that are in your circle. Maybe you're judging off on very high quality people. If you're around like competitors and things like that, but you almost forget the, what the average person looks like. So it's mm. like, especially like, I don't know how Canada is maybe a bit healthier, but Australia is going down the obesity epidemic um, type, type of change. Like we're catching up with America, but it's like, the average person is just like, you're already so much further than the average person. So it's like taking the positives from that and then building like self-confidence from there. Um, mm -hmm. That the, In the end, we're on the hardest, like if you're looking at competitors and things like that, and maybe even on the yoga side, it's the hardest thing because there is no end. It's just, mm -hmm. you're always pushing to try and get better and try and get better and try and get better. That if you're trying to be like, well, this is where I want to be, that then you're always going to be like, yeah, I'm there but I've always got this here and I'm, I wish I was a bit bigger here. And um, mm -hmm. yeah. So it's like that endless chase that you're never going to complete. Just enjoy the journey. And mm. maybe you have a goal that's out there. That's three, 
three months or a year away. But if you don't enjoy the journey, what's the point? Every day, make the best out of it. And some days are good, just like your mood, for example. Some days are good. Some days are... Yeah. Yeah, things happen. And some days you feel good. Some days you feel a bit less good. But if you focus on the long term, on the long life journey, that you just want to be healthy and have a good, strong why, instead of just wanting to look good, just do it for the right reasons mm. and not to impress others or to, to post a picture that will impress others. Just do it because you care for yourself. Yeah, 100%. So something I wanted to dive into um, and something like even I've had like troubles going through and like there's so many issues is the way that say you and Mark have been together for 10 years now. How did you go developing a relationship with the like being in the public eye? So you've had so many people following. I know that, that would come with a lot of complications. Um, what's kept you so consistent over a 10-year period? Hmm, good question. Hmm. Um I would say both of us respect each other deeply and Mark is not the type to slide into DM. Same <laughs> with me. If we do so, it's very, if we comment, if I comment on a guy's picture, it's very like friendly and, yeah. and nice. But also both of us, we just value the fact, just like fitness, like it's a journey and sometimes we struggle and we just work on our weaknesses as a couple we did evolve personally and together at the same time but we have a mission together and it's just like evolving and we both take a moment each week like a date night together and it doesn't really need to be shown out there on social media mm. most times we do our date night if we do a fun getaway and it's very nice and we want to show like but around us for sure. But when we do an, a date night at home or at the restaurant, we don't need to share it on Instagram. It still happens. And it's, it's just beautiful because things are disposable in our society right now. Something breaks, you just throw it away. You buy another one on Amazon, you get it the next day. And our relationship is just like sometimes things break and you just fix it and you work things out and it's not always easy, but it's always worth it in the end. Yeah, that's awesome. I really like that. Um, and I guess that's something that like very, like you almost have to be strict on or something like that, that it's like, well, if you're giving each other attention and it's not going to be social media and you've created the rules around that, like, I guess it's it maybe not easier for you, but you guys have like grown up together through this um, whole journey of like getting attention and things like that. Um, how do you, I don't know if you guys would ha have it, but do you ever come across like jealousy within like you both are very high achievers on doing um, like businesses and things like that. And you've got your yoga things and things like that. Um, and it kind of comes down to like what I've been finding with like a lot of relationships, especially through COVID, like I've seen a lot of relationships break down. Um, but it's like either coming from the jealousy side or then the other side of like codependency, which is like you depend too much on that one person and you don't have your own time to go and do things. Hmm. Interesting. I would say both of us are not, very Either. jealous because yeah. I think when you're jealous or when you just get too involved and dependent 
it's just a turn off. It's very annoying. And there's a level that's cute, like it's my girlfriend or it's my boyfriend, but not to the point where it's not enjoyable anymore. And of course, um, I can see why it was hard for some people to be maybe stuck in the same house mm. because of COVID restrictions and stuff. But Mark and I forever, uh, we were both working, living together. So for us, it's not something new. Some things we did change, however, is uh, back in the days, I was more uh, helping Mark like back in I don't know, 2013, I was recording his videos and stuff, but I was not making videos myself, which is totally fine. I didn't feel ready to kind of expose myself and it was yeah. just not my vibe. And then I started like using social media a bit more. And as you were saying, we're two people, we're two hundred percent and together <laughs> we're 200 percent. We're not 50-50. And yeah. I, I don't like that spirit, but now I don't work with Mark anymore at all, which means at the end of the day, we both have things to say like, oh, what happened during your day? And we can yeah. both assist and help each other, but he has this business, I have mine. He has his employee, I have mine. It's very, his team actually and my team, it's different, but back in the days, because I was younger, Mark is a bit older, of course, I was trying to kind of model mm. him, but then I realized what really works is when I am who I am and I work. Of course, I take his tips and everything, but I cannot do things like Mark because Mark is Mark and I am Kat. So, yeah. yeah, I really mm. like that. And that's like, I think something that you needed to be super self-aware, especially from a young age, that it's like, well, yeah, exactly. Like you can't kind of follow and copy exactly what he's do and do your own, like change your life video and things like that as well. <laughs> just being shredded. <laughs> um, but it's yeah, just completely different. But then you've passed out your own way. And I think like that's per like you've got your own, you've built what you have. I think that's the biggest thing is like everything you've come from has been like maybe a few tips, but it's that's yours in the end. Mm -hmm, um, exactly. And, and that's really cool. So what influences you now? Can you repeat? Yes. What, what influences you now? So back then oh. you wanted to get into competing and now it's like, okay, when you've kind of done that and you're at the top, where do you like, and I, I think it's really weird for like, this is coming from like something from me because it's like, I'm really like going through the fitness industry. I don't really follow anyone in fitness anymore. Like only only the people I used to follow from like way back into the 2012, it's still like all I really look at is like Steve Cook, Mark Vitt and Greg Glitt. Um, and then it's just like, and then now it's like, okay, that's what I just go back for like my old memories and things like that. But I don't really follow anyone, which is, I don't know, a bit different. What, what's keeping your influence now, like down the yoga side or something like that? Hmm. I would say it's similar to you yeah. in a way like I still follow the the people I know more as well yeah. that I've met and that I know are very authentic I don't seem to follow new people which is I don't know maybe it's not okay but mm. at, at this point I don't spend that much time on social media to scroll and 
participate in a way. I post my content and I'm super happy about that. But also what I discovered with my French page is that I just want to get people moving. And it's not about uh, building a physique anymore. For me, it's all about inspiring others to get moving because mm. it's hard enough to get them moving. But right now uh, I have like programs selling and people are just sharing their workouts. And it's making me so happy to see that, that people are taking care of themselves and like moms are just taking a moment during their kids nap yeah. to get their body moving and they're feeling so much better. So that's, that's my purpose. And also what influenced me is my audience. What do they need? I will give it to them. And mm. what's the, the need I can fulfill? I will go towards that. Yeah. Yeah. hundred um, percent. Mm. And verse like, with the fitness scene, so going through, you've done the world tours and all of that type of stuff versus post-COVID, um, you're still with Rise and all of that type of thing. And I know you guys do expos around Canada. Do you see the fitness industry going back to what it was when it was the world tours and traveling and things like that? Um, I don't know if it's similar over in Canada, but like we had the Arnold's Australia and it's funny, like you guys came out with Gymshark and then every year it's kind of like petered out um with the industry mm. and i'm kind of feeling like i don't know if it's just everyone's got so much information or everyone's gone into the influences but like that was the golden years of what it was in the industry yes yeah, same i think it's losing a bit of uh, interest among people and every year at the la fit expo there there seemed it's in the the usa Los Angeles, yep. there seem to be less people uh, attending. And in back in March, I think we were heading to Ohio, flights were booked and everything mm. got shut down the day before or the two days prior. And I think it's just a sign from the universe that it wasn't yeah. meant to be. And of course, it's a lot of uh, money losses for the companies and everything. I still do enjoy expos as it's such a beautiful way to connect with people, but there is definitely something else coming and something I've been enjoying doing like more locally is like smaller events, like 150 people and just mm. get those people moving and provide snacks and inspiration that they like with a little speech or something. That's very powerful and at the end of the night I feel more yeah I don't know like, I feel better than just take, taking pictures hi hi oh nice meeting you and it goes so fast and just having like smaller groups of people and bringing a, a real value and a real smaller events in my opinion are great or like mm. pop-up shops for brands that's cool like yeah for example um Nikki Blackadder launching our clothing line. That was a cool like event, in my opinion. Things like that yeah. are a bit cooler, but I don't know how is the situation like in Australia, but here it's not looking good. Like right now we have a curfew and yeah. we cannot, I cannot even see my family. It's, it's very bad right now, but it's been going on for more than a year right now. So I guess we just got to make the best out of it because... I yeah, don't think exactly. it's going to end anytime soon. 
And that's the crazy thing is like, I think we did all the lockdown and that early and now everyone, like we had the hardest lockdown in the world for six months or something. And because we didn't have many cases and then we've completely cleaned it. So we've got no cases now. So Australia is pretty much open, um, but we can't travel anywhere else. But that's, I think now every other country is copying what we did because it was so effective here. Um, mm. So that's where the curfews come from and all of that. Everyone was like, wow, you were like, really under under like some like nazi type of thing but it kind of was effective and it did that so we're lucky that now it's summer here and we've had a pretty normal last probably five five six five six months um it was just winter that was crazy um in saying that like where i kind of see the industry going as well is like you've perfect hit the nail on the head with like you're getting and inspiring people with their fitness and nutrition and i just think like now more than anything is like the mentality and mental side of things um like building the resilience building the like i find like there's so many people come to me and they're just like well i've got my wife my partner and i just don't know what to achieve i'm trying to train i'm not getting anywhere like you can put in the best nutrition and training but then it's like you need that why again and i think that's something where um a lot of more people in the industry is going to more move into is more of like building up those people and the people like you are a perfect example that um, instead of just getting abs, now it's back in back when like kind of we started everyone, no one could get abs. So that's why all you need to do is get abs. And it was like, wow, he's got abs. He must be on steroids. But now it's like everyone can get abs. The education's there. And now it's building up that mentality and doing things like that. Mm -hmm. And Mark's business and my business, like if we can use that as an example, since being less on social media and focusing more maybe on the back end for Mark, mm. especially, and he's such a geek and he's been working <laughs> on systems and things for his businesses and selling some of his businesses. And it's never been that successful. And he's just building a very sustainable future for himself rather than a future based on if people think he looks good on the internet while still looking good and everything. But people are really mad at Mark lately because (laughs) he's not gaining more size. But at some point, Mark's goal is not to become 200 pounds. And some people just don't understand that it's not everyone's life journey to become bigger, 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 Mm. and more shredded. Mark is just happy being athletic and fit and shredded. Every he's been like that since (laughs) forever. Like since 2012, yeah. Like he doesn't have a competition, he doesn't have a photo shoot, he just stays healthy and fit all the time. Of course, he's not the biggest, the most shredded or whatever, but people are mad at him. And I'm like, he's doing great, people. You're so rude to Mark. Leave him alone. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They were inspired by Mark Fit, like 2% body fat, almost dying in front of the camera. (laughs) And because you knew him back then as well. How 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 do you both go with like him cutting down and then you like holding it. So like the other biggest thing is like holding a relationship through a comp prep um, and the struggles of that. And you guys did all right. Or was it like you're about to kill him or he was about to kill you? Um, I'm very patient. And Mark was just it back then. It was part of this lifestyle before he met me. He never had a cheat meal. He, he would just, 
thirsty, he would just eat like good food and weigh his food and be like a soldier. So he said I corrupted him. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> but, but then he met me and understood like some ice cream or some pizza didn't change anything and just made him like super pumped at the gym and that made him more happy also to participate into more social activities um also like alcohol back then would never drink and sometimes we have a glass of wine and it's more fun mm. but obviously when i was uh, sh getting super shredded i was very tired and but I didn't want to burden others with the choice that I made. So I was very conscious not to be a jerk, even though sometimes in my head, like, you know, if Mark wanted to train for longer and that was like my second cardio of the day, we were at the gym together. I'm just falling asleep on the gym bench and getting a bit like impatient, but it's my choice to compete yeah, exactly. and get as shredded so I'm not gonna burden others but obviously for other relationships like some friendship it wasn't like as easy to sustain because you go to the restaurant you're like ah, can't eat that you're like a weirdo mm. sometimes so it allows you to juggle and be able to be I don't know like a little lizard who will get ready yeah. for anything and yeah, i'm glad yeah. i'm not competing anymore it was great but now i'm i'm so free and mm. i can do what i want i'm very athletic still and tomorrow if i want to run 10k i can do it because i'm athletic yeah. enough but when i was a eight percent body fat probably couldn't run 10k no, without passing and that's kind of cool because I guess like all of those experiences and all of those challenges and all of that have just like created that like strong bond of a relationship that you guys do have, which is really cool to see. Mm -hmm. So that's awesome. Where can people reach out to you, ask you questions or anything like that? Um, there is my social media on Instagram, Kat Bastien. I also have Facebook, but I don't really use it anymore. Yeah, that's all good. And most times I reply uh, to DMs I get. And every Friday I do a Q&A on yeah. my story. So if you have a very interesting question, of course, I will answer. I don't really answer specific question like in regards to like diet, like how many mm. calories should I eat? I don't reply to that kind of questions, but I'm very, uh, I think I'm very friendly. If you send me a DM, <laughs> I, I will obviously answer you back. And uh, on YouTube, I'm not as active now, but there's still my old videos there if you want to have fun and see it. Yeah. <laughs> all, all of the old ones. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks, guys, for listening. Reach out to Kath. I'll put all of her information in the show notes so you can easily click that out anyway. Follow along with her journey because it is amazing. Some of the yoga stuff is insane. And we'll mm. see you guys on the next.